Odds are, if you're listening to this episode of The Breakdown, that you've never, ever been to Eugene, Oregon. Now, I don't mean that as a diss of Eugene. Eugene is great. And our director of podcasting, Lissandra, is not only from Eugene, she's actually in Eugene right now. (laughs) But what you probably did not know is that right now, in Eugene, they have what might be the very best example of how you actually defund the police. Now, the Eugene Police Department still has plenty of problems, but for nearly 30 years, they've had a program in Eugene called Cahoots, which reroutes all of the mental health and social service 911 calls to a completely separate organization. And that's what we need all over the country. Let me unpack and explain it. Let me tell you what's going on in Eugene, Oregon, and why it is one of the best models we have in the country. This is Sean King, and you are listening to The the, the Breakdown. The the Breakdown. When you get a chance, and I always love for you to kick the tires, uh, open the hood and learn things for yourself so that you can really see what this is all about. When you get a chance, I want you to Google the words and you've probably this is another Eugene, Oregon joke. You've probably never Googled Eugene, Oregon before, (laughs) but I want you to Google Eugene, Oregon and the word cahoots. C-A-H-O-O-T-S, Eugene Organ Cahoots. And I want you to learn about a program that started over 30 years ago, really by some super liberal, don't mean that as a diss, super liberal, um, I guess you could say hippies. I'm just, and again, I love hippies. <laughs> I love super liberal hippies. It was started by a group of people who came to the conclusion 30 years ago in Eugene, Oregon, that many people are just now coming to today. 30 years ago in Eugene, Oregon, a group of people decided when we call 911, and somebody has a mental health emergency, or when somebody is experiencing homelessness, why are we sending police with guns, tasers, batons, and handcuffs to a situation of substance abuse issues, of mental health issues, or of homelessness? And it is really basic. Like, yeah, why are we doing that? Why are we sending the most brutal group of people in the world who have shot over the past 10 years, shot and killed over 10,000 people? Why are we sending that group to help people who are in the midst of a mental health crisis, 
who are struggling through being unhoused, who are struggling through substance abuse issues, why don't we actually create a separate group of people who are trained experts in mental health, substance abuse, and homelessness, and when someone calls 911, why don't we root those calls to the actual trained professionals, and this is, this is key, who actually want to be there in those calls. And I have to emphasize that because police on and off the record will tell you they hate mental health calls. They're not trained for them. They're not prepared for them. And I'm not actually defending them because most police unions all over the country have begged for more and more and more work. Police unions haven't, haven't been saying, listen, get another task force to respond to mental health calls. Get another task force to respond to homelessness and substance abuse issues. Police unions have been saying, give us all the work. And what we have found is that that's exactly what has happened. And now in the United States, from phone calls for missing animals and cats stuck in trees to complaints about noise and homelessness and substance abuse and mental health calls, which account in some cities for almost 50% of emergency 911 calls in some cities, that police show up untrained, unprepared, frustrated as hell, without the right tools, literally like the physical tools that they need, and without the training tools that they need, the depth, the expertise to actually understand how to approach someone having a mental health emergency or a mental health crisis, or maybe just how to approach someone who is not necessarily having a mental health emergency, but whose mental health condition is complicated and does not need someone barging into a home, breaking the door down, or raising their voice. Police may be walking into a situation where a raised voice may literally, medically, clinically set someone off. That's why doctors and nurses are rarely raising their voices, particularly in mental health wings and with mental health operations. They are calm, cool facilities and experts for a reason. And around 30 years ago, a group of people in Eugene, Oregon, in what could best be described What's that van on Scooby? I have to Google it. What's the van on Scooby-Doo uh, called? Let me see if uh, if I can find the name of it. What's the name of the van? The Scooby-Doo van. Uh, oh, the mystery machine. <laughs> In fact, um, the the people who started Cahoots, the, and I'll tell you what it stands for in just a second, in Eugene, Oregon, very much a ragtag Scooby-Doo type of crew in a beat-up old van 30 years ago who just said, listen, we can do better. We can do better than sending basically the domestic military, which is what the United States police are. They are armed. They act like they're in war no matter where they are. 
They're trained to be that way. They're taught to be that way. They act like they're in war no matter what. And they just said, listen, in our beat up old mystery machine in the middle of Eugene, Oregon, we think we could do better. And for 30 years, that's exactly what they've been doing. Cahoots now has three vans. They have double the staff that they had way back in the day. And they are already doing right now what we want to be see, what we want rather to see being done all over the country. They are responding to nearly 30% of all 911 calls. And, and, and listen, Eugene is not Los Angeles. Eugene is not New York. Eugene is not Houston or Atlanta. All that means is to say in Los Angeles, New York, Atlanta, Houston, Chicago, and other places, you're going to need more than one one mystery machine. You're going to need a well-funded crew and staff. And guess what, what Cahoots found? It is still exponentially more affordable to do it this way. So don't tell me there's no money. It actually saves money. What we have found in police departments all over the country is that many of these police officers, not even including overtime, are making $200,000, $300,000 a year. Like, mind blown. You couldn't be a school principal at the best high school in America making that. And there are police officers making $150,000, dollars $250,000 a year in cities where people have no idea that that's what police are making. And the team from CAHOOTS, which stands for Crisis Assistance Helping Out on the Streets. Crisis, uh, crisis Assistance Helping Out on the Streets. The team from CAHOOTS has been doing an amazing job for 30 years. They have responded to tens of thousands of calls over those 30 years. And when they get a call, 911, and this is a lot of the problem, 911 technology is so antiquated. Those dispatch systems are so problematic and led in part to even the murder of Tamir Rice, where the 911 caller says, I believe this is a kid, I believe it's a toy gun, but I think it's still dangerous. By the time it got relayed in that game, you know, almost in that game that they call telephone, where you start off saying one thing and you pass it or you whisper it in the ear and pass it around the circle. By the time it got to the police officers, they weren't told that it was a little boy. They weren't told that it was a toy gun. They were told that it was a man with a gun. And they responded as if it was a man with a gun. And as soon as they saw him, which was a a new problem unto itself, they shot and killed a 12-year-old boy. And the staff from Cahoots regularly responds to nonviolent calls. And they have responded to, just in 2019 alone, 24,000 calls they responded to. And of the 24,000 calls they responded to in 2019, only 150 of those ever required any police backup. So that means 23,850 of the 24,000 calls that they got, 99% of those calls, they handled on their own. 
they say, just in Eugene, Oregon, that the CAHOOTS program saves the city $8.5 million a year, plus another $14 million a year in ambulance trips and ER costs. Basically, they save the city. Eugene, Oregon, a city of 170,000 people, they're saving the city nearly $25 million a year by not going the expensive, the violent, the often brutal police route. And they do this. They raise the money on their own. And here's the thing. However we need to do this, we need to do it like Cahoots is doing it. Uh, We can improve on it. We can pivot from it. We can change it. We can duplicate it and, and grow it. But when we talk about defunding the police, we're saying, listen, move the money that you are using collectively around the world, the billions of dollars that you are spending on policing with mental health, with homelessness, with substance abuse, and so many other issues, literally, including animal rescue and so many other things, and fund nonviolent trained experts to do that separate from the police departments. That's what we're talking about. And thank you to the brilliant staff and team in Eugene, Oregon, who are doing amazing work. And listen, the CAHOOTS program is not perfect. In fact, there are no perfect programs. There are no perfect people. But the CAHOOTS program is doing a damn good job. And what we know is that most studies say that at least 25% of all people killed by police are showing signs of mental illness. When you have cahoots involved and when cahoots is is called, they take a medic, a nurse, a trained mental health expert. They take a squad. It literally is like the Scooby-Doo mystery machine that they are taking to solve these problems. And I'll close with this thought. People, I just want you to use your imagination. How could we build something better? How could we do better? We need to do it right now. I want us to do it and build the right solutions. And Cahoots is a great example. Again, when you get a chance, Google Eugene Organ Cahoots and check it out. Take care, everybody. Hey, everybody. If you love the Breakdown podcast, I don't know if you knew this, but we have two other amazing podcasts that I would argue might be even better than the Breakdown. Right now, if you go to your favorite podcast player, you can search for Sick Empire, which is our podcast about the impact of the coronavirus pandemic in New York. Or you can go to my brand new podcast with my wife, Ray, called Married to the Movement, where we just tell our story, not just about how we met each other and fell in love, but what it means to lead and be married together in this movement for civil rights and human rights. So check out Sick Empire. Check out Married to the Movement. Leave great reviews. Subscribe and let us know what you think. Check them out. Break it down. The break, 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 the break
break dance.